This episode of Mascot Diaries is brought to you by Engineered to Entertain. From mascot championship rings to popcorn guns and giant mascot cell phones, Engineered to Entertain. diary today i interviewed jazz bear he's been a mascot for over 28 years and he has some great stories take a listen how long have you been a mascot in total i've been a mascot for 28 years and with utah jazz 25 oh wow yeah, I was I was wondering about that because we when you agreed to do this interview, I kind of I like to do a little bit of research and I found one other article or interview on your career and that was like at that point I think you said you were at 16 years and I was like, "Oh my goodness, like that's a long time." <laughs> yeah, I'm old. I just uh just turned 50, so not old, just experienced and and you love what you do, so <laughs> Yeah, no, it uh it's been a lot of fun. I I I uh can't imagine doing anything else. And how did your mascot career get started? It was all really by accident, to tell you the truth. I was going to school in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and I was uh, going to school for pre-law and political science, and I was uh, coaching gymnastics as a side gig. And uh, the Fargo Fever is a team, that uh, CBA team back in the day that came to town, and they uh, approached the gym and asked if there was anybody that would want to be their mascot. And I, I said I would do it because at the time it was 25 bucks a game and I was a poor college kid. So that was, uh, that was plenty of money for me. So I did that. And then uh, they fired me halfway through the season because uh, they thought I was going to either kill myself or somebody else in the crowd. And <clears throat> I just went back to you know, it didn't bother me. I was just like, oh, fine. But then a team up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, had heard about me being fired, and they called and said that we would love for you to come up and work with us. So during my summer break, I went up there and I worked and uh, did all kinds of crazy things because they, they didn't care at the time. It was pretty fun. And uh came back down, was going to school, and then a team in Sioux Falls, South Dakota called, and they said that... uh one of their scouts had been down at one of at a couple of the games in, or been up to a couple of the games in Winnipeg, and uh, they saw me perform, and they were just wondering if I'd be willing to come down and work for them. So I went down, and they had tryouts, actually, and they just picked me, which was kind of nice. So uh, I did uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota for a year, and then I sent out a video resume to all the NBA teams, and... Uh, I found out that there were tryouts in Salt Lake City and Seattle and Sacramento were going to attend as well. And they would take a pick out of some of the guys that were uh, at tryouts. So there were three teams looking. So I came out. I remember I was going to sell my truck to, to get enough money to buy an airline ticket to get out to Salt Lake City for tryouts. And the day that I was looking in the paper to put it in, to try and sell it, Teresa Pryor, our game ops director, had called me and said, you're one of two people that we're going to fly out for tryouts. And they had 30 people apply. They brought in 10. And after the tryouts, 
I uh, went home, and they brought me back for second tryouts. There was only three of us, and I got a call from Seattle and Sacramento and Utah saying that they would bring me out to be their mascot, and I don't know what the deal was, but I just kind of froze, and being a little farm boy up in Minnesota, I, I, uh, I didn't call any of the teams back, which is kind of weird, but then... Grant Harrison from the Utah Jazz called me and said, hey, did you take a job with the other teams? And I said, nope. And he goes, so what are you doing? And I said, I, I really don't know. And he goes, well, you want to come out to Utah? And I was like, yep. So packed up and moved to Utah. If he wouldn't have called, I wouldn't have returned anybody's call and I would have missed my opportunity. So thankfully he called. That's that's about as easy as it gets to for my job here. I almost passed it up. Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. That's like super crazy. But I I totally understand about like the whole freezing and like, oh, like, what do I do? (laughs) And the auditions, I think, is crazy, too, that I mean, out of 30 people, they only brought in 10 and and they flew you in. I mean, uh, you must have been doing some amazing like tricks and stuff. (laughs) No, You know, uh, I really don't know what it was. (laughs) I didn't think I was any different than any of the other guys trying out it was just i think uh i don't know i I really don't know i mean because there was there was a lot of really talented guys that came in for tryouts so i I don't know what it was i just got fortunate yeah i mean oh man so i feel like the basketball mascots they seem to be doing these daredevil stunts and i i just always wonder about your routine on how do you stay fit or do you feel like you need to stay fit to continue those requirements like as a NBA mascot and doing these stunts and everything. I found out early on that when I wasn't working out and I wasn't staying in shape is when I would always hurt myself. I've had nine surgeries over the years, all due to work. And it's always been a time when I haven't worked out and I've let myself kind of let myself go. So I've really committed myself to working out. So I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I guess I, I turned 50 here a couple weeks ago, and and uh, I'm probably in better shape now than I was when I started. So with the injuries and everything, uh, what would you say is, you said nine surgeries, but is there like one injury that you feel like is kind of reoccurring, or what's the most common? As in, what, what do you mean? As like injury-wise, because you said you had like nine surgeries. <laughs> oh, I, I, I all over. Everyone's different, so... Because I, I, my first injury was I blew out my knee, then I blew a disc out of my back, and then I uh, had two shoulder surgeries, um, I had two ankle surgeries, um, I've had a wrist surgery, where am I at here? Oh, I've had a hernia surgery, uh, I was lifting Lou Ferrigno and I could just felt a pop, so that was my hernia. Uh, what else did I have surgery on? Ankles, wrists. I got to add it up. Just wait. So I did my <laughs> two, two, my elbow, and I don't remember what the other ones were. No worries. But can I just confirm that you said that you were lifting up Lou Ferrigno? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my I was gosh. not smart. Oh my gosh. Well, my my hat is off to you uh, from someone who has never broken a bone <laughs> in their life. So, oh my goodness, I can't imagine like knock on wood, I don't want to break anything. <laughs> um, what would you say is the most daring thing that you've done in the suit? 
most daring. Uh, I wrote a bull back in the day when the days of 47 rodeo was here. They asked me if I'd ride a bull and I was, I just assumed it would be a high school bull. But when I showed up, I realized it was one of the real bulls. Oh my and gosh. That was probably the most scared I've ever been because all they kept talking about was when I get off or when it, when I hit the ground, basically to get up and move because the bull is going to look at me not as a human, but as a, as a bear, you know, or as something it doesn't recognize and it's going to want to attack me. So I was scared to death because I, I can't control that. You know what I mean? Everything else, when I do a stunt, I'm in control and I wasn't in control of this big, you know, bull. So I, I rode that one time. And then, uh, after I did it, I realized that it wasn't so bad. So then I, I did it for the state fairs a couple times and then another time for the days of 47 rodeo. And then I, I stopped when, I got trampled a little bit. And I was like, oh, that sucked. So I got hung up. Oh, my goodness. Bull riding is definitely one of those things where I I cringe. Like, every time I see the videos, like, they'll have those YouTube videos, like, Fail Army and stuff. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But where it's just this compilation of people, like, failing. And I feel like when when people, like, do the, the running of the bulls and stuff, like, they get trampled, like, all the time. That's so scary. And those big horns and stuff, like, I've just... Yeah, I've seen a, a lot of videos of them just being torn up. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. They're they're powerful, powerful beasts. They're they're amazing. Hey, so now when you say character, what character were you? Are you character for me? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not a character. I mean, I just help out. I'm I'm a teacher, so I work different different schools, and then I know a couple teachers in other districts. So if they need a mascot, like I'll go and I'll be their mascot. And I also work for the city. So my gig there, besides coaching, is like the Easter Bunny. So whenever they need someone in the Easter Bunny suit, they call me. So Dude, that's yeah. awesome. That's way awesome. Yeah. So I'm kind of just like the go-to person, like if they need someone. But I don't have a specific character or anything. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Hats off to you for being a teacher because my wife's a teacher and she. It's. I listen to it. How hard it is all day about just. I mean, kids kind of plug into you and. They just drain you guys. So, but it's, it's, uh, that's a very commendable profession right there. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and so do you have any regrets? I feel like you, you've done a lot. And I mean, eight, 28 years in total. I mean, I always just like to ask this question. Like, do you have any regrets? I don't have any regrets doing this. I think if, if I could look back, I think my only regrets would be, to not have trained a little harder to do certain elements in my act. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I would have trained a little harder to, you know, to be more of a dancing character. Uh, I don't dance at all. I wish I would have worked a little harder on my gymnastics. I wish I would have worked a little harder, you know, in, in certain ways that would have helped the character. Otherwise, I don't really have any regrets on what I did and where I've taken the character. I think everything is, is kind of worked out. I wish I would have, you know, maybe elevated it a little better. But, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of the team. And there's a lot of things that I wish I could have done and would have done. But I'm happy to where it's at. I think I just, yeah, I'm happy where it's at. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I feel like you've done a great job. Like, I, I like your character and you're one of those characters where I always see, like, the slam dunks and stuff. But... Can you can you just tell me like I always ask this one question and I feel like 
I mean, people tell me like when they email me, if they're listening, that it's the most helpful. Like, how do you deal with the unsupervised children, the crazy teenagers, maybe the drunk adults and the ladies? And if you have a story, please share. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really lucky. I'm, I'm one of the fewer guys that, that have a full time assistant and I don't do appearances unless I have him with me. But he's my basically my bouncer. You know, he uh, I, I just me and him are he's always right there. And if I give him a, a nod or a look, he'll come over and grab these kids and haul them off. Drunk people. I mean, the same way. I mean, he's just he's always that buffer. I've never had to really have any uh, confrontations with with too many people because he's always there taking the hit for me. There's only been a couple times. I remember one time two high school kids got a hold of me. And they they were kind of wailing on me, and I remember all of a sudden that the the wailing stopped because <laughs> they were they were punching me, and I just held onto this bar because you know you can't fight back, so you just I was just taking the hits, and I remember all of a sudden it stopped, and I looked over, and my assistant had both of them under each arm in their heads, and uh, he was walking them off, and I remember him yelling, he's like, "How would you like it if I punched you?" And uh, uh, basically just kind of escorted them over to a high school uh, officer and they walked him out with drunk people. I really, I really have always avoided them. I've, I, cause you can tell when somebody's drunk and I just stay out of their space. I don't want to have to deal with it when it comes to like women and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, after this many years, you can always sort of see certain situations or certain people that you just want to avoid. I've just been really fortunate to avoid them. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm nowhere near that. Like I can barely see out of the costumes that, some of <laughs> that sometimes that I'm in. So uh, I I definitely respect like the having an eye for just to like being able to see it before it happens. And I I agree with you. Like the you just know the drunk people. Like I feel like you can hear them a mile away. Like I go to a yeah. lot of a lot of hockey games, and so I just like I know when there's someone in my section who's like way too drunk because you just hear them. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. As a, a basketball mascot, like an NBA mascot, I feel like your your mask is really unique and and I don't know if you remember like we met at, at Chuck's birthday party and <laughs> here in LA and you were the first mascot that I ever noticed. Like I could see like your actual eyes and it freaked me out. I did a double take and I don't know if you remember, but like, but like, you kind of like look back at me and I was like, because I legitimately, like, I was freaked out. I was like, Oh my gosh, like what's wrong with that mascot's like eyes. And then I, I looked and I was like, Oh no, like, th like those are the, that, that man's eyes. Like I was freaking out. Like, so <laughs> I have to ask, like, I mean, is your like helmet like custom made and how does that even like work? I mean, is it better for your visibility and stuff because of all the stunts? Like, just please tell me about that aspect because yeah, I'm so interested in that. <laughs> no, that that's my favorite part of the character is how cool it is uh being able to use the eyes as as a uh you know, part of your sh part of the show. The helmet and, and the mask were custom made. They poured a latex or a clay, basically, over my face. And so it's it's custom made, right? And it fits right to my face. So somebody else putting it on would, would have a tough time getting it on. So there, there's a helmet in there, and then and it's custom formed to my face. The, the, the eyes, as long as, I mean, so basically I always say if, 
if I can do it out of suit, I can do it in suit because that's how good a vision I have. Oh yeah. There is a little bit of limited vision, but not, not, not nearly what you would think. And I, and I love just the fact that with having people be able to see my eyes, I can almost have expression, you know, cause a lot of characters, they just have that, you know, that single expression and it's, it's nice because I can squint or I can, you know, open my eyes up wide and, and you saw, you know, it, yeah, it, it, I love the fact that it kind of freaks people out. So that's, I, I really do like that. <laughs> so are you the only one in the suit or do you have like a backup assistant? No, I'm the only one. If, if okay. I ever get hurt, like with these surgeries and stuff, or if I'm sick, there's just no bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was wondering if, if your assistant had got a custom mask too, if you had one. So, I mean, that's nope. amazing. And yeah, I just thought that was really unique. And the first time I saw you, it really did freak me out. You were, you were really the first one that I noticed. And then I saw that Slamson had it too. And, and obviously the, the gorilla as well. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I was like, are they all like that? I started looking around like, <laughs> so yeah. Like I said, like I kind of researched you. So you've been in the game like a really long time. Do you have any plans to retire? You know what? I mean, I guess I really don't. I mean, I got three years left in my contract. I'm, you know, if I can stay in shape, and like I said, that's why I keep working out as much as I do. Is be as long as I can stay in shape, I, I shouldn't have any problem uh, continuing. But you know, the, the the coolest thing that's happened so far is talking with my management. Is uh, when I'm done, they want to retire the character. So oh and then wow, just get a new so that would be very cool. And then what would happen is I would come back and do cameos. You know, I could pick ten games a year and come back on big games or you know until i'm completely done that's amazing i feel like that is such like a great honor like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah I'm, I, when they said that i was kind of shocked i actually had to call a couple people and just be like what do you think of this so oh. i've never heard of that so uh, but I, I am excited about it if it does happen i i dig it i dig it i could i could i could roll with that i like it i think that would be like such a great honor to you and really shows that they appreciate you and all the time and the all the hard work that you've put into this character that's that's really amazing thanks i didn't sorry this wasn't on the questions but i always like to to ask like you've done traveling with the suit is there anything like is there any advice you want to give to anyone that's traveling with the suit i don't know i feel like that's a pretty big bag that you gotta lug around through airports and stuff can you just share some stories or advice about traveling with the suit you know I'm trying to think I, I i think uh you know and okay i'm gonna sorry i'm gonna go into this so like when you say like advice on traveling with it just like you mean like because i always carry a garbage bag that's where i put all my sweaty stuff i mean stuff like that or Oh yeah, go for it. All the, <laughs> whatever, whatever helps you or whatever helps you get through the airport, whatever, you know, helps keep the stinky stuff in one place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, um, everybody's got their own little tricks. I mean, I, I, I bet you if you asked every NBA mascot what they do, somebody would have something different that they would do. You know, I mean, we all pretty much, I have a custom, a couple custom bags made that how is they they have a hard sides and uh i just uh you know i i used to always carry my head with me because there's a lot of characters that have multiple heads but it's hard to reproduce my head for some reason i don't know why so my first head i had for 14 years and now this head i've had for 10 to 11 oh my goodness and 
I, I don't ever want to lose it or I don't want it crushed or I don't want it broken. So I always carry it with me in a, in a gym bag and I shove it in the overhead. But now with these new bags with the hard sides, I've tried a couple times, it's a little hard to let go of it, but I've tried a couple times uh, checking it. But I, I, my, uh, my OCD and my nervous, my anxiety go crazy. So I'm, I'm going to start traveling with it again and carrying it with me just because I, I freak out if I ever lost it, if my luggage got lost. But like I said, is I do carry a trash bag just so that I can uh, put all my sweaty stuff in it. Plus, I carry another little spray bottle of Bio 24, uh, which is a spray that I spray in my head just to kill the smell and all that stuff after games. I'm trying to think. I mean, other than that, I mean, I really don't do anything special. I mean, everybody's kind of got their own system and, and haul stuff, but I mean, I just pretty much throw all my stuff in the bag and, and head out. I don't have a, I don't carry a little sewing kit. I know some guys carry sewing kits. Some guys carry their, their glue guns and, and all that other stuff, but I don't. I'm just, if it, you know, I check everything out before I leave and that's how I go. I always do carry two pair of gloves though. I do do that because sometimes when we're performing, I'll end up falling or if we're doing a stunt or something. And if I blow out a glove, at least I got a, another pair that I can put on. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you would be surprised about like all the stories like dropping, getting gloves wet, you know, sliding in mud, having a separate like room for the suit, like <laughs> because it yeah. smelled like. So yeah, any bit helps. Has there been any times where they like they checked you at the like the airport or someone like asked to like see your bag or something and then <laughs> they saw this fur? Like, no, that's never happened. Yeah, I, I remember one time going through the scanning or the scanner over at, uh, I'm trying to remember what city it was. I think it was coming out of Indianapolis or something. And uh, they had to check my bag because I left a bottle of water in it. And it was the same bag that I have my head in. So when the lady went over and unzipped it and she looked at it, she screamed really loud <laughs> and drew enough attention where all these security guards were coming over and everybody's looking at it. And it was like, yeah, no. So. Oh my it, gosh. Uh, but it freaked her out. So. So, I mean, was it obvious, like, I mean, did you have to explain that or was it obvious to them, like, oh, like, this is a mascot head? I had to explain it. The lady actually thought it was kind of real. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, 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 it's a mascot head. Then I had to explain who I was with and then I had to explain why I was there and what it was for. And then they got it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Okay. So, well, like you said, 28 years what significant changes have you noticed in mascotting throughout your career? I'm trying to think. That's a good question. Uh, really, I, I don't know if there's that much in change. I guess if, you know, for the for mascots in general, I feel like they're getting younger, believe it or not. But for the NBA, I feel like when I came in, it was all about dunking. Um, everybody wanted a dunking mascot. And I think nowadays, everybody is more concerned that they can dance. I think dancing is more popular because everybody's got a dunk team now, so they don't really care as much about that as they do the character being able to dance. I think the only other thing that I've noticed is, and it's really not what's changed, but I just feel that like back with the Gorilla and Crunch and those guys, when they started the process for mascots and you know we're kicking open doors, they were willing to put their time in and to work hard. And nowadays people come in and they just expect all the benefits that, you know, the gorilla has, or I have, or 
you know, Rocky and Denver. I mean, they expect all these, you know, like the pay and, and the benefits, but they don't really want to put that time and hard work in first. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I see that at my part-time job. Like, I'm older, like, uh, for Parks and Rec stuff. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, most of the, that's like a college job, you know what I mean? But I just do it because I like it because I coach. I get to coach and I get to work during the summer, like concerts in the park. But the staff just keeps getting younger, like, and younger. Like, I'm getting older. I'm still there. And it's really tough with this, like, new generation. Like, I don't know. It's I struggle with, like, training them and when I have to train them. And it's like, well, you know, you got to pick up tables and chairs and you got to do it fast. And it's like, oh, no, like, I just want to, like, do this over here. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, this generation yeah. coming up, like, really, <laughs> like, bothers me. I don't know. But I, no. it's just... I don't know, training them like it's a lot. It takes a lot to like, I mean, I know you can't like train other like other mascots. I mean, you could just like mentor, but it really is just a lot of training like the the new staff and the new generation. Like when you get there, it's it's a lot tougher to explain how things like work and stuff like. But no, I agree. Yeah, it's just that the new uh, kind of entitlement, the new generation of kids coming in nowadays. Yeah. So what would you say is the hardest part about mascotting? The hardest part? I think the hardest part is being creative and being fresh, trying to come up with new ideas. Because like, I, I still have 43 skits that I have to do every year. And I try not to repeat any throughout the year, and I'm always trying to come up with something new. So I think that's pretty hard. I think another thing that's hard are those appearances at 6 a.m. I think... Uh, something else that's hard or doing those appearances that are just completely worthless, but you have to do them because it's a, you know, a team thing or, or something like that. That's about it, really. That, those, those are the hardest times is just having to put up with stuff like that. Do you struggle with, I like, I'm not sure how to phrase it, like the downtime? Like, this is something that I wanted to, you know, get some advice from, from someone that has been mascotting for a while. Like, it's where there's no kids, but like you just don't want to stand there, you know what I mean? But you don't you don't want to take away like too much attention away from like the main event, but you also like there's really nothing going on, so like what like what do you do your, with yourself? Like I don't know if you have any advice or I don't know if that makes sense. I still struggle with this question. This is a new question. <laughs> no worries. Um I mean I, I think what you're talking about is like when you go into an event and you're performing, and then, like, say, a main speaker, or there's something going on stage, and it's, like, you know, kind of the reason you're there, but at the same time, you don't want to take away from what's going on, um, right? Yeah, 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 like, what do you do in those, like, what do you do with that time? So, if I'm there, I mean, like, thankfully, I got a van, and what what I'll do is I'll just, sometimes I'll just disappear, because it's, like, I, I never want to take away, like you said, from anything that's going on. And, you know, I had my time, this is their time and I'll either disappear. Otherwise I'll walk out into the hallway or I'll try and just get as far away as I can. Then I can interact a little bit with kids and stuff, but I just keep it quiet. But a lot of times I just kind of slowly just drift away because, you know, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to just stand there and, and be, you know, a, a person in a suit is what happens. Yeah when you just do that. So I, I always try to just either get away where I can interact and not take away from what's going on. Otherwise I'll just disappear and go into my van until there's a moment where I can come in and kind of be myself again. Yeah. No, that's, that's good advice. That makes sense. And what's the best part about mascotting? 
the best part is, I think, I mean, I'm 50, but I don't feel 50. I feel like I'm 18. I just, I feel like the job has kept me young. I love the fact that you can make people laugh. I like the fact that you have kind of this open stage and you can do a lot of things that a lot of people can't do. I love the fact that, you know, I, like with my character, I do a ton of charity work. And uh, I think that's my favorite part out of everything is just being able to go out, be involved in the community and being able to help out with charity events and be part of something very special. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've said this many times on the podcast, like I'm big on community because of my backgrounds and both of my jobs. And like, I really do appreciate the mascots that come out into the community, wherever it is at the library, at the city event, at the children's hospital. Like, I appreciate that like so much. And I love it. I love them. I love seeing them out in the community and just hashtag mascots make life better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. I'm just going to ask, like, which mascots inspire you the most, if if you have any? I mean, every mascot inspires me. I mean, because I, I love watching anybody from a high school mascot to a college mascot. There's always something that somebody does that you can pull something away from. I, I like, like when I watch, when we have our conference, our, our mascot conference, my favorite part of the whole video is, is basically watching characters interact out in the crowd because it, it's, it's little it's little mannerisms that, you know, that other characters do that I like to pull away. And, I'm, and it might be just, uh, you know, like the call me sign or and just how they do it. Or, I mean, that, that's what is really cool about watching any mascot because sometimes they do things a little different and sometimes it's, you know, better than what I'm doing and I'll steal it. <laughs> because, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's all about keeping your character uh, open and evolving. But uh, I think if I were to pick a couple characters that uh, I would say, like Crunch in Minnesota, I think he's he's really creative. I love watching him. Stuff in Orlando, I, I love watching his stuff, and and uh, he he inspires me. And I think uh, like a lot of the new guys, we got a lot of new guys in the league. You know, like New Orleans and San Antonio, Milwaukee, and and uh, the Clippers and stuff, and Detroit. I, I love watching the new guys come in because they inspire me in a way that they're so enthusiastic and, and I, I've lost a lot of inspiration and enthusiasm for this job, but watching them always gets me going again. I want to get back and get into my books and write down some ideas and, and uh, be motivated because they're just, you know, I, I love that motivation that some of the younger guys have. Oh yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I love that when you get someone like new into like the job and they just, I mean, it takes a toll on you being, I mean, I haven't been a teacher that long. I'm, I'm barely at like in my seventh year, but like sometimes like towards the end of the year, like you, you need that training of someone who's just like, yeah, like we're going to do this next year. Yeah. We're going to do that. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. I'm ready to go another year, you know? Um, so yeah. I definitely feel you. <laughs> and do you just, do you have any advice for people that are pursuing mascotting as a career? You know, I think mascotting back in the day was a little different. I think that, you know, back when Crunch and the Hawk, Terry the Hawk and, and the Gorilla and, and uh, the Charlotte Hornet, you know, when those guys started out and, and Rocky out in Denver, when those guys started out, I, mean, I got to throw the San Antonio Coyote in. Those were probably the main guys back in the day for the NBA. And 
teams were willing to really work with the characters. They really wanted to make him an asset and they were willing to pay money and they were willing to, you know, give him a good budget and support him. I just feel that nowadays it's, it's kind of turned the corner and they're not willing to pay as much. They're not really looking at it as an asset as much of it as a necessary evil sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Definitely. So I, I just look at it as if you were somebody wanting to get in, you just, you, you need to look at it as something to do for a little while. And if the opportunity arises that it could turn into a full-time gig and, and it's going to be something that you feel that they're going to support you on, then look at it as a long-time career. But, you know, a lot of guys come in and they get so frustrated because they don't have the support. The team doesn't look at the character as an asset. They look at it as, you know, something that's just, it needs to be out there, and, and uh, but they don't really care to put any effort into it. So I, I would just say that, you know, go to school, get a degree, and uh, always have options because a lot of guys get burned out and they get tired of getting told no. Oh, yeah. That definitely. wasn't very glamorous, but that's the truth. No, yeah. I mean, I feel like the, all the college mascots that I talk to, I mean, I, I always like to ask them, like, oh, what, like, what are you studying to be, you know? Like, I mean, you <laughs> said you were, were – pre-law and, and and i was like oh my goodness like so it's just interesting to hear like their backup plan and even the the people that you know that are are mascotting like now that they took that career path like but they were studying to be something completely different i think i just think it's it's interesting to hear all of that and everyone has like their unique story but they they also have like their backup plan so <laughs> yeah. yeah and anything else that you want to add and or any shout outs to anyone in the world no, I just think that, uh, you know, what you're doing is great, and, and uh, I really appreciate you letting me come on and talk. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to, to talk with me and scheduling. I, I always appreciate everyone's, like, time, and um, shout out to your wife, and, and I'm not sure if you have kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I gotta, yeah, I'd love to shout out to them, because they're yeah. the ones that have to put up with my uh, time commitment at this job. So, uh, yeah, my wife and three kids, my three daughters, they're, they've put up with a lot. Oh, yeah, shout out to them. I always like to shout out to families because I know it's it's very time consuming, all the appearances and everything. So I just find that fascinating, like how you schedule all of that and just like shout out to everyone who supports you. And um, thank you. Thank you for taking your time to talk with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, thank you for having me on. Thanks. And that was it for episode number 55. And we're done everyone that's it that's all i have for you stay subscribed to the feed in case cosmo ever gives me an interview but i mean i'm not putting out any more content and i appreciate everyone who's emailed or message saying oh keep the podcast going like i want to do an interview or <laughs> i have people that will do an interview but work is crazy if you haven't been listening from the beginning i'm a teacher i know i said that like a billion times on the podcast <laughs> but I recently started a new job like I was at another district for six years and I switched over and I'm closer to home and I love it but it's just a lot more work and it's I don't know it's it's a lot man it's a lot of, of getting used to I'm not done yet and to get used to my last job just to finally feel like at home and, and in the routine it took two years so I'm really struggling right now like, I'm really struggling so um 
and I have a part-time job. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and this podcast. So, but I love it. And I, I have loved every single guest and I know editing was really hard, but I have enjoyed this and I did not think that I would get this far. I joked that when I just had like five episodes, I was like, it's already a success because they couldn't get anyone to give me an interview. I started asking people way back in August of 2000, 2016. Yeah, because it went all through 2017. We started in December of 2016 and I took a few breaks, not gonna lie. It's hard, man. It's hard to be consistent. But I hope you have enjoyed these 55 episodes. 55. And I will end with this because I love karaoke and I love making parodies. It's not a parody. It's like, yeah. But anyways, I love music. So take care, guys. How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good times that made us laugh. Outweigh the bad. Yes, they did. I thought we'd get to see forever, but forever's gone away. It's so hard to say goodbye to this podcast. I don't know where this road is going to lead, but I know that I had a good time and I know this is definitely the end unless Cosmo calls me. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening to all 55 episodes or just one episode. It's all good. I don't care. But thank you for listening and take care. This is the it. Don't look. Don't look for ne- next week. Nope. We're done.